Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. If you have your Bibles with you, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, and I'll read that text in just a few moments. This morning I want to speak to you on the subject, a living hope, a living hope. But before I share with you what the Bible says about hope, I want to tell you about an article that I read in psychology today. Now, since I knew I would be preaching on the subject of hope, I decided to read some secular articles to find out what the world says about hope, what uh, secular science has to say about hope. I have to tell you, I was shocked. One article said, talent, skill, and ability will not get you where you want to go. They're important and helpful, but without the vehicle of hope, you will not get there. No matter how much talent, skill, or ability you have, you have to have hope. Sounds like the Bible, doesn't it? I was amazed. It went on to say, grit, conscientiousness, optimism, passion, and inspiration are all important, but hope is the vehicle that moves you forward and keeps you going. The article said, hope is not just a feel-good emotion, but a dynamic, cognitive, motivational system. How's this for a quote? The article said, and this just stood out to me, science is on the side of hope. you got to love that. I love it when science catches up with the Word of God. That's always nice. One study looked at the impact of hope on college academic achievements over the course of six years. Hope was related to a higher GPA. It was more important than the ACT entrance examination scores. Do you hear this? Hope was a better predictor than the entrance exam. Some of you really like this one. Another study showed that hope was more important than IQ. Now somebody here should be saying amen right about now. (laughs) I mean, this is good news for, for some of us. When it comes to achievement, hope is more important than how smart you are. Friends, if this article is right, then the question is not how smart are you, but how much hope do you have? The article was clear. Brilliant, hopeless people don't achieve much in life. I read one article on the CNN website entitled, How Hope Can Help You Heal. 
belief and expectation, the key elements of hope, can block pain by releasing the brain's endorphins and encephalins, whatever that is, <laughs> mimicking the effects of morphine. Hope mimics the effect of morphine? I have to tell you, I laughed out loud when I read that because this is something that every Christian knows. You can get high on hope. Real hope that comes from God. You can get high on hope. It's an awesome thing. By the way, a couple months ago, I had a real bad headache. And somebody gave me a pain pill. And I know you're not supposed to take other people's medicine. But I decided I'd take this pain pill. And I have no idea what it was or what was in it. But I can tell you, about 20 minutes after I took that pain pill, my headache was gone. And about 20 minutes after that, I was smiling. And laughing. I was in the best mood I'd been in in years. I was talking to anybody and everybody that listened. I was just chattering away. And there was one time nobody was there to listen. And I was still just a-talking. I thought, man, I don't know what's in that pill, but it felt good. And then I was thinking, I can't wait till I have my next headache. No, I'm, I'm teasing. But seriously... I thought I was reading the Bible when I was reading some of these secular articles. Basically, the article said, Hope has the power to make you feel good and on top of the world. Amen. The article even asked this question, Have you ever met a happy, hopeless person? We know the answer to that. Have you ever met a happy, hopeless person? You have to have hope. And listen to this, not only does hope make you feel good, but hope, I challenge you, read some of the articles, but hope does something to the brain that speeds up the healing process. You've heard it before, stress kills, hope heals. The question I have for you on this Easter Sunday morning is this, do you have hope? Do you have real hope? genuine hope. And if not, then maybe God put you in this service today in order to give you hope. Because that's what the Christian life is all about. And that's what Easter is all about. Now we'll read our text, 1 Peter 1, 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. New birth. That's what we call salvation. That's what we call being born again. New birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. When a person has a new birth experience... Again, we call that salvation. It is a birth into a living hope. Do you know what that means? Think about that for a moment. Not just hope, but a living hope. It's talking about a hope that doesn't come and go. 
It's not hit and miss. It's not sometimes I have it and sometimes I don't. It is a living hope. It is in you. It is alive. It does not fade away. It is a hope that's connected to life. It is a hope that's connected to the source of life, to God Himself. And don't miss this. It is a supernatural hope that's grounded in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the source of this hope. When a person becomes a Christian, the same power that brought Jesus Christ out of the grave enters into that person, bringing them great and lasting and living hope. I'm amused sometimes with people who are outside the faith looking in to the Christian faith. And many times people from the outside will look at us as if we're making some great sacrifice. In fact, they sometimes see the Christian life as being so sacrificial that they don't dare even attempt it because they don't think they can make that kind of sacrifice. Now friends, I tell you, there are some disciplines in the Christian life. But as a whole, I must tell you, there is no sacrifice at all. I'm having the time of my life. And the happiest people I know are Christians. And to be a real Christian means that you've been filled with living hope that changes everything in your life for the better. If you wait long enough, everybody will clap. If you take something from me and give me something better in place of it, that's not a sacrifice, that's a blessing. When God says no to something, but He puts something in its place that's better, that's not a sacrifice, that's a blessing. I'm telling you, devout, dedicated, faithful Christians are not sacrificing They're living under the blessings of Almighty God. They're having the time of their lives. And I like that old song, when the time of their life is over, they'll still be having the time of their life. They'll go home to be with the Lord. Did you know that the Bible calls our God the God of hope? He's actually referred to as a God of hope. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's quite a verse, isn't it? May the God of hope fill you with hope so you can be overflowing with hope. You think as you read the Bible, hope is important, isn't it? I asked you a moment ago, do you have real hope? Well, let me ask you this. Do you have the kind of hope that's that's not just that average, everyday hope that the world brings into your life from time to time, but do you have hope that's overflowing? Hope that just spills over. Hope that dominates your life. That's what God wants for you today. It's what He wants for every person in this house. He wants you to have hope that's overflowing. Full and overflowing. Our God is an amazing God, you know. He really is. God wants you to be filled 
with something that makes you feel good. Something that's better than drugs. God wants you to be filled with something that will keep you healthy, mind, body, and soul. And if you do get sick in one of those areas, hope will speed up the healing process. God wants you to be, God wants you to be filled with something that will help you be more successful than people who are smarter than you. I especially like that one. I'm counting on that one. God wants you to be filled with something that has connected to it. They're inseparable. He wants you to be filled with something that brings with it the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the living God. The Bible talks about hope from cover to cover. It's a dominant theme in the Bible. Let me just share some of these with you. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. You are God my Savior. And my hope is in you all day long. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. In your name I will hope, for your name is good. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from Him. For you have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. But as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. I have put my hope in your word. And then finally, for everything that was written, now this is a New Testament passage of Scripture, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. Did you know everything in the Bible was written so we would have hope? So that we would have real, genuine hope. That's the reason it was written. I have a special word this morning for parents and grandparents who have teenagers. I can already tell by your response you really need to hear this. Sometimes people talk about teenagers like it's a disease. (laughs) Don't clap. (laughs) Parents, grandparents, if you'll listen to what I'm about to tell you, you'll change their lives radically from this day forward. If you want to change their lives for the better, teach them hope. Give them hope. Instruct them in the way of hope. Teach them to dream. Teach them to believe. Lead them to a Savior who will fill them with living hope. What's wrong with America today is we're raising up a generation and they have no hope. And without hope we perish. You have to have hope. You can radically change your teenagers. If you instill hope in them. Whatever it takes for you to find hope, you find it and then you share it with your children. It will make a difference. Now, don't kid yourself. They will go through hard times. They will go through tough times. 
They will go through some sad times. But if they have living hope, it will see them through. On that first Easter Sunday morning when Jesus got up and walked out of that tomb, alive, He forever established hope for those who would put their faith and trust in Him. No matter how bad things may be at any given moment in your life, Easter says, hold on. With God there is hope. The late, great Dr. S.M. Lockridge, perhaps the greatest black preacher that ever graced this continent, said this a long time ago. This will not be verbatim, but it will be close. This is what he said. It's Friday. Jesus is praying. Peter is sleeping. Judas is betraying. But Sunday's coming. It's Friday. Pilate is struggling. The council is conspiring. The crowd is vilifying. They don't know. Sunday is coming. It's Friday. The disciples are running like sheep without a shepherd. Mary is crying and Peter is denying. But oh... Sunday is coming. It's Friday, and the Romans are beating him and mocking him and spitting upon him. They robe him in scarlet and they crown him with thorns. They have no idea. Sunday is coming. It's Friday, and Jesus is walking toward Calvary. His blood is dripping, his body is stumbling, his spirit is burdened. But it's only Friday. And Sunday is coming. It's Friday and the world is winning. People are sinning. Evil is grinning. It's Friday and the soldiers nail his hands to the cross. They nail his feet to the cross. And they raise him up between criminals. It's bad. It's real bad. But it's just Friday. And Sunday is coming. It's Friday. And the disciples are questioning what has happened to our king. The Pharisees are celebrating that their schemings have been achieved. But Sunday is coming. It's Friday and Jesus is hanging on the cross, feeling forsaken by his father, left alone to die. Can anyone save him now? Sunday is coming. It's Friday and the ground is trembling and the sky grows dark and the King of Kings yields his spirit and dies. It's Friday. Hope is lost. Death is won. Sin is conquered. Satan is laughing. But make no mistake about it. It's just Friday. And Sunday is coming. It's Friday. And they put his body in the tomb. The soldiers stand guard. A stone is rolled into place. And it's over. Finally, it's all over. Or is it? It's just Friday. And Sunday is coming. One day. Two days. 
three days. And the ground begins to shake. The angel of the Lord descends, his face like lightning. The air fills with the holy presence of God. Everything is changed. This is no longer Friday. This is Sunday. The angel rolls the stone away. The soldiers fall to the ground like dead men. The angel sits down on the stone, the Bible tells us, as if to say, I've got to watch this. This is going to be awesome. Death retreats. Demons tremble. Angels watch as he opens his eyes, grave clothes folded and laid aside. This is no longer Friday. This is Sunday. (laughs) He gets up and he walks out of that tomb alive. Death couldn't handle him and the grave couldn't hold him. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose! He arose! Hallelujah! Christ arose! Woo! Hallelujah! Thank you, Father! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Heroes! Oh, thank God for Sunday. Oh, what a difference three days can make. Earth's saddest day and gladdest day. Just three days apart. Pope John Paul II said, Do not abandon yourself to despair. We are the Easter people, and hallelujah is our song. I love that. One more time. That's worth saying again. Do not abandon yourself to despair. We are the Easter people, and hallelujah is our song. Friends, I know you don't have to tell me. I know the world is in sad shape. I know things are bad. I know the days are growing darker and darker. I know when it comes to the world, it doesn't look like there's much hope at all. But I stand before you today to tell you that if you abandon yourself to despair, you have to ignore and reject the greatest event in human history, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Easter says there's always hope. Easter says, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Easter says, when it looks like it's over, it's not over. I I love this stuff. I love it. This is great. It's not over. Easter says, because He lives, we can live. Easter says, miracles really do happen. Easter says, the greatest tragedy can turn into the greatest triumph if God is in it. Easter says, with God all things are possible. And Easter says, that if it's Friday in your life, and you're going through a hard time, don't give up. Put your faith in God, that somehow, some way, 
He will take you through it to a Sunday that's filled with great victory. It's Friday. And you're going through a divorce and your heart is breaking. It's Friday and your children are in rebellion and you just don't know what to do. It's Friday and you lost your job and you feel like the world is against you. It's Friday and you have no earthly idea how to pay your bills. You're just lost. It's Friday and your health is failing and the doctors tell you there's no hope. It's Friday and things are not good at home. Relationships are at an all-time low. It's Friday and you're in trouble with no way out. It's Friday and the love of your life has preceded you to heaven and you're so lonely you can hardly stand it. It's Friday and you've been battling an addiction for years and you just can't break it and you can't get it out of your life. It's Friday and you can't see past Friday. You seem to be stuck in a Friday that never ends. Well, maybe God put you in this service today to tell you that there is hope. Say it with me. There is hope. Oh, friends, if you're a child of God, if you've had a salvation experience, then God wants you to remember this, that the moment you got saved, God filled you with a living hope. And it may be time for you to stir that hope up. It may be time for you to embrace that hope one more time and to get that hope out in front of you and to let it guide you and to live by that hope. If you've never had a new birth experience that filled you with the living hope that God gives. And maybe God put you in this service today to give you hope. And it's a wonderful thing. And I'm not talking about the shallow, hit and miss hope of the world. I'm talking about that deep, spiritual, supernatural hope, living hope that comes through knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Make up your mind that you will hope in God. Ask God to fill you with a living hope. That's what the Scripture says. I read it to you. Ask Him to fill you with a living hope. Ask God to give you a new birth experience into a living hope through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I stand before you this morning upon the authority of God's Word. And I tell you that if you will humble yourself before God, if you will ask Him to forgive you, if you will call upon the name of the Lord, not only will Jesus become your personal Savior, but He will fill you with a living hope that will change everything in your life. Would you bow with me in prayer? Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. 
We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.